You're listening to KCBX News. I'm Benjamin Perper. Last week on Beyond the Furrows, we explored pesticides and what's being done at the state and county level to regulate them. This week, we'll explore another aspect of farm workers' life and work, labor contractors. As KCBX's Francisco Martinez reports, they're a big part of the regulatory framework behind farm labor. Before we dive into the nitty-gritty of farm labor contractors, there's a big picture to acknowledge first. I asked one farm worker point-blank, Why is his work important? We heard this farm worker give his opinion about vaccines a couple of weeks back, and he asked to remain anonymous when I spoke with him then. This farm worker tells me that immigrants move this country forward, and that the U.S. is nothing without them. He also says they work to support both themselves and their families. This farm worker says that farm workers support the United States, but they want that support returned. He says they want to get support as workers and a fair wage. Being paid fairly for their work is an issue farm workers have repeatedly brought up to me over the course of this series. Based on a 2015 survey of Santa Barbara County farm workers done by the Central Coast Alliance United for Sustainable Economy, or CAUSE, one in three say they experience some form of wage theft. While farm workers can face wage theft from the growers they work for, many farm workers have a middleman they deal with, farm labor contractors. According to UC Davis's Rural Migration News publication, 40% of California's crop workers come from farm labor contractors. The U.S. Department of Labor requires farm labor contractors to be federally certified in order to do any related activities as part of the Migrant and Seasonal Agricultural Worker Protection Act. In Santa Barbara County, there's just over 120 federally certified labor contractors. That's 1.5% of all labor contractors nationwide. A lot of farm labor contractors in the county means a lot of farm workers and a lot of farm worker stories. Sulema Aleman is a community organizer with CAUSE and says farm workers have told her about the lack of labor law enforcement when it comes to contractors. A quote that's common between organizers or labor organizers is that the law in the books is not the law in the fields. And that is the experience that I've come to know. Aleman stresses not all contractors practice wage theft and says there are contractors and growers who keep workers safe, treat them fairly, and pay them just wages. But it's more common to hear the opposite, and and that's always really heartbreaking to, to know about. A 2020 report published by the Economic Policy Institute explores the enforcement of labor standards in agriculture, including on farm labor contractors. The EPI finds that 70% of investigations done between 2000 and 2019 by the U.S. Department of Labor's Wage and Hour Division resulted in some violation being found. In Santa Barbara County, the EPI finds a probability of around four in five agricultural investigations by the Wage and Hour Division will have at least one violation. Lupita Rodriguez is a farm labor contractor who owns A&R Agriculture Services in Lompoc. She's been a farm labor contractor for five years. Rodriguez says she wants to make sure she gets the correct information to ensure she's doing what's right and reaches out to others for help to make sure she's in line with regulations. As an industry, to bring the numbers down would be to stay consistent and reaching out to those agencies like the commissioner to stay updated. There's even resources that will email you the new regulations that are up in place, especially now that they keep changing and changing. When asked about how she deals with changing regulations, she says there's no other option than to simply deal with them. I think it can be challenging to implement constant changing regulations, obviously depending on what it consists of, because it takes time for everyone to get on the same page. For another labor contractor, Noe Perez, 
His time working in the fields and experiencing discrimination through previous crew bosses and supervisors shapes the way he works now. Perez is a general supervisor at Valle Dorado Harvest and says he treats workers the way he wants to be treated. I, I want to be honest with you. I, I like to sleep at night. You know, when you, you treat your employees unfair, I'm pretty sure it's going to keep you up at night. Kevin Merrill is the vineyard manager at Mesa Vineyard Management based in Templeton. Merrill says Mesa manages vineyards across the Central Coast. He's also on the Santa Barbara County Farm Bureau's board of directors. Merrill says his company has a hired labor force and only goes to labor contractors depending on the time of season, such as pruning or harvest. The people that are with us a long time care about vineyard they've been here for in some cases over 15 to 20 years and they they're kind of part of our family and they know what we're doing and you don't get that same sense of the labor contractor they're in and out when you need them merrill adds that when mesa uses labor contractors his company stays on top of them to make sure all regulations are followed if not they get the axe the same report from the economic policy institute shows that the five percent of farm labor contractors nationwide with the most violations reported account for 65% of all violations committed by farm labor contractors. When asked about this study, Francisco Campos says he couldn't comment on the specifics of the study, but does say the Department of Labor's enforcement program helps out with reducing violations. Ocampo works in the Wage and Hour Division as an assistant district director, and his coverage area includes Santa Barbara County. He says education is one of those ways to reduce violations, so farm workers know their rights, and farm labor contractors can't cut corners. One of the things we want to do is to ensure that there's an even playing field, so that if farm labor contractor A is doing all that he or she needs to be doing, we want to ensure that farm labor contractor B over here on the other side is doing the same thing, making sure that there's not a competitive advantage for one over the other. Lucas Zucker, the Policy and Communications Director at Cause, says farm labor contractors are part of a wider trend of companies relying on middlemen to get the job done. When you contract and subcontract, eventually you're creating these very small, informally run companies without the resources to understand new legislation sometimes and effectively implement it compared to a big company that's directly hiring workers and has their own HR department and, and knows how to handle compliance with labor law. That creates issues farm labor contractors like Perez and Rodriguez see on their end of the bargain who need to stay on top of changing regulations. Those strawberries never have the name of the farm labor contractor that the workers are working under. And so there's no ability for consumers to recognize, oh, this is a bad actor company and choose a better actor company because there's so many levels of contracting. But there is change in California. 2015 modifications to the state's labor code now place joint responsibility on employers and contractors to ensure fair working conditions. And in 2022, farm workers at large operations of 26 workers or more will start to receive overtime pay after 8 hours a day or 40 hours a week. Those at smaller operations, 25 or less, will see that overtime pay rate in 2025. When there are new regulations put in place, Ocampo says the Department of Labor uses its database to reach out about these changes. Whenever new regulations come out, there's a conscious effort to try to educate them by sending out that information to them so that they're aware in terms of what the new regulations may be. We also go out and conduct an active outreach program to the farm labor community to reach employers as well as employees so that they're all informed of what their roles and responsibilities are. Ocampo says the Department of Labor partners with the likes of community organizers via mobile outreach units or through Mexican consulates across California to establish a presence in rural communities and make the Wage and Hour Division a known resource. But Zucker says while there is progress being made... They can feel like one step forward, two steps back. The trend still within the entire economy of the U.S. is towards contracting. It's why Zucker argues for a bigger picture safety net that protects not just farm workers, but all workers through healthcare, regardless of employer, 
or through unemployment benefits, regardless of immigration status. Part of it also is in changing how we think about providing economic security for people and being able to provide that kind of safety net and economic security outside of the workplace through policy. Next week, Beyond the Furrows will go beyond the issues and into a home. You'll meet and get to know a local farm worker. For KCBX News, I'm Francisco Martinez. This episode of Beyond the Furrows is made possible by a grant from the Sunflower Foundation.